0: Hey, what's up people? Welcome to our live stream. Today we're going to be talking about time management for artists. And if you would like to learn how to turn your artistic weakness into your strength, check out artprof.org where we have lots of free resources, tutorials, critiques, pro development, and all that cool stuff. So Clara, why don't you get a start on our discussion?
1: Yes, time management. This is my life, everybody. Just constantly rearranging and tweaking and can I maximize this time and getting frustrated? Who here thinks about time management and struggles with it? Because you know what? If you tell me you don't, you're lying. <laughs> it's constantly changing because Jordan, our lives change and therefore our art changes and therefore the time management changes.
0: Yeah. There's always something that's happening, whether it's, you know, stuff going on in your, your family life or your cat gets pregnant or you get sick or you, <sighs> You know, you you burned the stove because you can't cook or something. There's always something going on. And uh, it's very, very challenging for sure.
1: I'm always trying to fix it. But the thing is, the second I find something that works, life throws a wrench. But I will say it does get easier in some ways. When I think about art school when I was a freshman, oh man, I did not know how to manage my time. And guess what? I did learn it the hard way because this is a chess set project. Our professor, he knew he was setting us up for failure because he gave this assignment to us the first day of class and told us it's due the last day of class. But then he didn't say a word for the whole semester. And we had to make 16 sculptures which is a ton of work. And we had to manage our time during the semester while we did the other projects. And oh man, I finished the project. Most people did not. But after this, I was like, oh my gosh, never again. Because Jordan, you had a similar thing in art school too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a, <laughs> I'll preface this by saying this. One time I was walking at RISD in the cafeteria and there was a girl who had a shirt on and it said, RISD, reason I'm sleep deprived. And I related to that shirt so well, and that was my problem. I would always be pulling all-nighters, and that was how I sort of learned. I, I, I couldn't do much about it. I had a hard time reversing it, but just that system ruined me. It was terrible.
1: Well, this project, I did a little work at the beginning of the semester, but I remember I spent my entire Thanksgiving break just working on this project because I was so behind And this project was hard. I cast these plaster blocks and I carved them out of dental tools. And so not only did I not know how to manage my time, but I had no idea what I was doing with the materials. I didn't know how plaster worked. I didn't know how to organize this. And so it wasn't just time management. I also did not understand the technical process and therefore could not time management the whole project, it was just such a disaster. But you know, something oh my gosh, after this project, I was like, Clara, you can do anything. It was kind of empowering in a way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm great. You, I'm glad that you have that reaction because usually I would get so mad, I'm like, I don't want to touch this ever again. Um, like, I took a lithography class and a bookbinding class and a couple other things. I'm like, nope, never again. I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I find that uh, I got so frustrated by how long it took me and I didn't understand it. And I was just like, nah. nah.
1: Here's the thing. Life oftentimes for me, I rarely can carve out two, three hours at a time just focus on something. That's extremely rare for me to have that amount of time. And I just have to remind myself that if I can just do 15 minutes on something, if you do a little bit of that once in a while, wow, it actually adds up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Because some of our lives are just out of control. And uh, and, and you're right. If you do take uh, that 15 minutes, just focus purely on drawing a head sketch or coming up with some composition for a project or painting something, it does end up really working. And that's actually something that a lot of art schools will talk about too, is just doing quick studies. And um, you don't have to have five hour sessions all the time. Sometimes it's impossible, but you can always do something, uh, a little bit of something every day.
1: It's hard because I oftentimes want to see results, but you can't always rely on that because most of the time I don't see results. And so you have to take this bigger picture view of your projects. Like Jordan, you started your YouTube channel a ways back. And I know the initial setting up was a ton of work, but now you can look back at your YouTube channel and say, wow, I have a lot of videos now.
0: Yeah, especially live streams. (laughs) But but yeah, it it comes with just little bits of, um, you know, effort here and there. And it has added up. And now I'm probably at like, 40 or 50 videos. I I, I saw I have like 40,000 views now on my channel with shorts and everything combined. It's pretty exciting, actually.
1: This is what I tell myself because I am so busy running Art Prof, taking care of my kids and guinea pigs. Anytime I sit down to make my own personal artwork, it's a win. Even if I don't finish a piece or maybe I don't get as much done as I wanted to, You have to tell yourself, being an artist is difficult. You have to feed yourself. You got to sleep. You got to do all these things. And if you can fit in half an hour of working on your personal artwork, I'm like, I'm amazing.
0: Yeah. No, it's always such a good feeling when I can get some time in, especially if it's like shadow boxes related. You go on my iPad, there's just a ton of sketches that are unfinished of stuff I did in my 10, 15 minute breaks here and there and it's always good cuz it keeps you know keeps the hand fresh and ideas pumping and stuff and i just get excited for when i get a full multi-hour session later on
1: tell us in the chat how much time would you estimate you get per week to make your own artwork for me oh my gosh i think it's like an hour once every two weeks, if that, which is sort of depressing when you think about it. How about you, Jordan? I
0: don't even know. It's probably, I think it's way more than an hour. Um, lately, I've been focusing on just trying to squeeze in as much time as I can. So it might be a couple hours a day, but it comes after all the other things I have to do, or typically what will happen is I procrastinate on everything else so I can do my own thing. And then I bite the bullet later. <laughs> That's just not happening. You're like, hey, did you get this done? Like. Yeah, yeah, give me two seconds. My email's frozen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Seven Angelic says roadblocks can feel like they drain out motivation and then it's just a fight versus the project. Well, this is a very multi-layered topic because we're talking about time. But a lot of how you manage your time is how you manage your motivation. Because there are some days, actually, this is the worst. Have you ever carved out time to make something and you just are like, oh, I and then you feel bad because you have this magical amount of time, but you don't feel like doing
0: it. <laughs> yeah, that usually happens. I actually for a while was um, uh, getting up really early, like 4 o'clock in the morning before classes would start so I could you know, get that extra time since no one would be messaging me at 4 AM. And uh, it worked for a while, but then I would start getting tired. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I don't have class for four hours. I should, I should get a little bit of shut eye. And then it would start dialing back to what it normally was.
1: I also feel like I pay for it sometimes because sometimes it's late and I'm watching Doctor Strange and I'm drawing in front of the TV. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so much done. And the next morning, I'm just trashed. So it's hard because sometimes I think it's sort of worth it because I got a lot of work done, but something always has to be given up. I can either have a clean house or I can do work. It, you can't do both sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, one of my uh things that i say it's very true is i forget to eat sometimes there have been many times where i wake up and i don't really start till like 12 something and i am working till nine thirty, and i'm like what's hurting why am i stomach hurting oh i didn't eat and i have to figure out what to make really quickly that won't mess me up <laughs> it's 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 pretty tragic
1: Here's something that I stole from Randy Pausch. He was a Carnegie Mellon professor and he has, I think, the best time management lecture I've ever watched on YouTube. Like I watched the whole thing and it's an hour, which is a miracle. But he says in his lecture, do the ugliest thing first. So Jordan, what is something that you just are like, oh, I hate doing this but it has to be done. I can't not do it.
0: Uh, honestly, responding to emails, uh, I really hate that. It's just, It just feels like a time suck. Even though it, I'm a fast typer, and it only takes me about 48 seconds to do an email, even if it's a paragraph or something. I just hate doing it. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't want to do it.
1: Tell us in the chat, what is the ugliest thing for you? Because sometimes for me, I dread emailing certain people or I'm like, oh, I know this person's pain in the butt, but I have to write this email and not be a jerk at the same time. And so the concept is that if you do the ugliest thing first, it doesn't linger there in your future. You just get it out of the way. For me, sometimes it's these spreadsheets. This is only half the size of the spreadsheets that I prepare to do our live streams. And it's just so many little things, and it's tedious, and it's not fun, but I have to do it. And some of the stuff, you just have to bite the bullet and get it done. But I I always feel better after it's done. Do you?
0: Yeah, I feel better after it's done, but usually it's like 2 a.m. by the time it gets done. And, uh, yeah, I have have to learn to reverse that so I can save all the fun stuff uh, for a no-stress zone.
1: Although... I have actually been doing the opposite of this sometimes because I realize sometimes when I sit down to do all the ugly things, I hate this, but I blink and it's 12 o'clock and that ugliest thing turns into three hours of ugliest things. And so sometimes what I'll do instead is I'll just do the, the super, super important stuff right away and then boom, get into the project. Because sometimes once I do all this admin stuff, I'm so freaking tired that I I feel drained and don't really want to work on the artwork stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that completely.
1: Here's something that really helps me, because I work at home. I simulate a commute, so technically I don't have to go anywhere. I could roll out of bed and start. Well, I did that this morning. (laughs) Rolled out of bed and started streaming, but. Simulating a commute is really, really helpful. Do you ever do this, Jordan?
0: Sort of. I for me, that would be like just getting dressed, honestly, and because uh, it's so easy to just roll out of bed, like you said, working your pajamas. But the focus level gets less. There's something about wearing pajama pants when they're all soft and you know fuzzy versus wearing some denim jeans that just make you want to work different. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it's 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 different.
1: So my commute now which I really enjoy is Buddy. Buddy's our new dog and he has to go for a walk. I can't skip that. And there's something about being outside, getting the fresh air on my face. I come back to the house, I just feel much more awake. And that helps me quite a bit. I know Deep Dee says, because I gave her this advice, she'll just walk down the street and get a cup of coffee. And that is enough to wake her up and say, okay, my day is starting. We've got some things that people struggle with. I feel you, Karen. Laundry, the bane of my life. Oh, taxes. Hate that crap.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not fun. Not fun.
1: Lisa says, more productive in my studio versus the couch. I know, it's like the couch is just too comfortable. Do you ever have that problem?
0: You know, I understand that, and uh, you know, I don't have. I, I never go into the living room uh, on the couch, like because because I just know that I'm not going to get anything done. I will want to chill and lounge, and it's easier for me to focus when I'm at my desk and everything is here.
1: Stacy says, "The day before my painting day, I spend that day cleaning and making meals for paint day. I prepare ahead just like I do for a holiday." Oh my gosh, that's so brilliant, Stacy! I think that's fantastic. Heather says, I have time blocked same day. Every week for art helps a lot. Keeps me from overcommitting. I'm just not available. My family knows it's my day off from any responsibilities. Well, I wish my teens would do that because they don't comprehend this. So sorry. (laughs) Okay. This is very important. Reward yourself after hitting a goal. I'll finish something. I'm like, I'm just going to Google Hugh Jackman for a while. (laughs) Why is this important, Jordan?
0: uh Looking at Hugh Jackman, or just rewarding yourself in general?
1: Well, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think you know why Hugh Jackman a We no, I mean, don't have to
0: explain this. Oh uh, no! Well, rewarding yourself, I think it's good because you know if you're doing difficult work, you don't want to be for for not. You know, I think it's good to feel like you've earned something, and you know, just like with work, you earn a paycheck, hopefully. And if you're working on something like a personal project or getting your work done, you know, or and you have a big goal that you finished, then why not reward yourself with Hugh Jackman or something? <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> it's not my reward. So good. You know,
1: I, I love the wedding scene in Doctor Strange 2. Oh my god, and the suit! <laughs> I can't stop looking at this. Oh, For you. Yes. Spider-verse.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Now we have, you guys can tell I'm a bit of a Spidey fan, right? So, yeah, Spider Verse, anything related to that, or Jack and Daxter, or something is always going to be in the top, in the top tier levels.
1: Tell us in the chat how do you reward yourself after you hit a goal? Because these rewards are very important. <laughs> Oh oh my gosh, this is a problem. Jordan, this is the, the, anybody see the Saturday Night Live sketch that Pedro Pascal was in about the fan cams? He's a high school teacher. I've watched the sketch probably 50 times since it came out. (laughs) He's so cute. Oh my gosh, I was watching Last of Us yesterday. And I love his, his soft, deep voice. And he looks really upset. I love it when he looks upset. (laughs)
0: I don't know if I'm supposed to comment on these. I just let you go.
1: You just just listen. That's all you really need to do.
0: All right, just listen. Okay.
1: Elfua says, for someone who's starting to learn art with online courses, how many days and hours a week do you recommend to become a professional for conceptual digital art? Well, that's your area.
0: Oh, man. Concept art is a full-time thing. I mean, so I, I recommend drawing and painting for at least two to three hours a day um, at the at minimum because it's such a competitive field and you don't want to get left behind and there's a lot of things to learn there's anatomy perspective color painting lighting you know um, costuming design and um, the more time you put in the easier it's going to be for you so i i hesitate to give it an exact amount but uh because people's lives are different but two to three hours a day and do that consistently for a couple months uh, should help a lot.
1: I do think the way you manage your time as a professional artist like me and Jordan is different than when you're a student and you're gaining new skills. Because sure, I'm gaining new skills, but I don't have technical problems with printmaking. Well, I do still. But (laughs) the point is I'm experienced enough with those skills That I do know how to manage my time, but if you've never done printmaking before and you don't know how the process works, that's a really different place, don't you think, Jordan?
0: Yeah, I mean, working as a student versus working as a professional are two very different things, and you know, there's a lot of people who like watch art, for example, who do not plan to have art be their main source of income or their main breadwinning thing, but uh, you know, they're still able to find that time that works for them. And so I guess it really depends on how much you really want to live out that dream of being a concept artist or being a illustrator or a character designer or whatever the case is. And, you know, we have other videos on this, but figuring out what kind of competition am I up against? How can I secure a job in that field? And what is it going to take?
1: And learning is hard whenever I'm doing something new. It's just so awkward. And it's frustrating. Whereas when I'm doing something, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I do this, I do that. It's not stressful for me to work. But when you're learning, it can be because nothing is super clear cut. This is life throwing a wrench at us. Outside influences can trip us up. What is an outside influence, Jordan, that can do this to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. It could be a death in the family. It could be someone said something mean to you. You get fired, just anything that pretty much affects you negatively um, or even positively. Cause sometimes good things can even be done to excess. Like maybe you've found a new relationship, but you have no time to do your artwork anymore. And that could also be, you know, very tricky. So I would say anything that kind of removes that focus that you initially had um, from doing your work.
1: It's hard though, because <laughs> stuff in your life, relationships, teenagers who have no boundaries. It's extremely difficult to make this happen. And I confess, I've had days where somebody wrote something that hit me the wrong way online. Usually it's comments on YouTube, because in our Discord or on Instagram, that more tends to be our fans that hang out there. But on YouTube all kinds of people come out there who don't know us are watching us for the first time. And I've had times where I read a comment and I hate to say this, but I let it get to me. Does that ever happen to you?
0: Um, Yeah. Mostly in real life. And from people I know though, uh, when I see a comment online, it's easier for me to brush it off actually. Um, Like there's been times where I've seen like racist comments and stuff on either like a live stream or Instagram or something like that. I'm like, whatever. And but if I hear from someone who I know, it usually cuts way more deep. And I will always be thinking about that, regardless of how long it's been. It could have been three weeks ago or four weeks ago, and I'm still thinking about it. And so that, that can be a challenge for me.
1: Heather, thank you so much for the super chat. This is for Clara's giggles over Hugh Jackman. I can do that anytime. I can do it on command. And Amanda, who says, I can't handle all these thirst traps. Well, Pedro Pascal has opened this whole new world for me. It's very, very exciting. (laughs) Tell us in the chat if you have a crush on Pedro Pascal or if you're watching The Last of Us. Either one is acceptable. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is my big thing. Scheduling your work periods and setting alarms. Oh my gosh. My whole life is a series of alarms in my phone. And I, if I don't schedule it, it does not happen.
0: I, you know, I, I usually have a trillion alarms just for waking up. After that, the alarms are useless for, for me or I just don't use, utilize them. But I do have a, a thing where I just write everything on my calendar, this one right behind me. Like I remember one time we were talking about scheduling stuff um, through like uh, Google Calendar and stuff. And I was you guys made fun of me for writing it all down on on paper. But I was like, so something about that makes it easier for me to remember stuff. And uh, it feels more concrete, I guess. I don't know.
1: Whatever works for you, writing a list, putting it in a planner in your Google Calendar, I feel like my biggest problem with all the scheduling and stuff is I'm just so paranoid that I'm going to mess something up. I'm going to miss a voice session. And that just drives me a little bit crazy during the day. I don't know. Do you get paranoid about that? Or is this just me?
0: Uh, sometimes. Uh, I-, I get worried that the whole day is just going to go by. But, you know, it's funny because I actually think I should start timing myself because one time uh, I was teaching a class and I had to do all the grades and it was there's so many students and I had to give everyone like a substantial amount to write. And I gave myself a three limit time, timer for everybody. And I just wrote as fast as I could. And I wrote like two paragraphs for every person in three minutes and they were like complete. And I was like, wow, doesn't take me that long at all. And so I just zoomed <laughs> through it all. And so sometimes I, maybe I should do that. I should go back to doing that, I guess, because I'm back and get stuff done faster.
1: <laughs> well, I have know for writing, I was just writing... Written feedback for people who took the mushroom workshop this past weekend. And it's such focused work. I can't write all 15 at the same time. I have to write three, go do something else, and then come back. So sometimes the time management has to do with the task. There's certain tasks that I would go absolutely out of my mind if I tried to do it all at once. That would just be way too difficult. AA is asking, do you schedule your break times too?
0: I probably should i don't <laughs> i don't either I'd Be more precise with my schedule because time is very valuable but uh i i don't admittedly
1: good point from phosphor who says my thing always is sticking to the schedule making plans and sticking to them that's the hard part i have trouble getting up And leaving the work. Because sometimes I'm really into the work. You know when you get in the groove. It's like, I'm getting these things done. And you've got this great rhythm. And then my alarm goes off and says, go exercise. I'm like, I don't want to exercise. I'm so into the work. And then I keep going. And then I don't exercise. And then I'm mad.
0: Yeah. That is actually. So I actually have a a home gym. But I actually purposely kept doing it. Or not purposely kept doing that. But it just kept happening. I was like, you know what? I think I need to go to another gym. So I can like get up and leave the house and, and actually pay for it because it's much easier for me to like sit at home and chill and forget to, right. and get to work out. I'm not consistent about stuff like that. So, yeah, I get it.
1: Eric says, sometimes I find myself fantasizing about the art I want to make instead of doing it. Very frustrating because I want to execute all these amazing ideas I have. Well, here's the thing. Physically making the artwork. That's one piece of being an artist. Jordan, I know you love art books. Your time looking at those art books, that contributes to you being an artist.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's something called uh, creating a visual library, which is basically this idea of you know, all the things that you look at, whether they're in film, photography, real life, it adds to things you can use as reference whenever you're drawing. And that time is not wasted at all. And so, you know, I, I think we do need to experience life. We're going to create these beautiful images. We need to experience stuff. And so, I, I, don't be too hard on yourself if, uh, if you're having a hard time with that but yeah
1: I tell people in the discord listen if you are thinking about art and you're talking to people in the discord you come to one of our stage sessions yes we're doing one after the stream today that feeds you as an artist differently than when you are making physical artwork mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the, the Discord, especially the stage sessions, or when you can be on voice with somebody is the closest thing to simulating a classroom setting uh, that we can offer until we get a big old art prop building somewhere in Salt Lake City. But, um, but yeah, like being able to talk with other artists and get advice from people who may not even understand exactly your subject, but maybe you're willing to learn and you guys can feed off each other and learn from each other. It's amazing.
1: Tell us in the chat, what art activity do you do that is not the physical making that you think feeds you as an artist, whether it's talking in the Discord, looking at an art history book, because those activities are important because they fill in a lot of gaps in terms of our understanding and awareness of what's out there. This is my life, Jordan. Establishing consistent work routines. I fall apart if I don't have work routines. So this is a very silly thing that I do, but I get really fixated on a very trashy pop song. I rotate, I don't know, maybe once a month, maybe every three weeks or so. Lately, I've been listening to this Britney Spears song sometimes on repeat all day when I'm working. I can't explain it, but the trashier the pop song, the better. It helps me focus.
0: You know, I I have something similar, but just not with trashy pop music. I uh, I have a playlist. I actually have a Shadowboxers music playlist, and it's like ninety songs on there. And I just listen to that, especially when I'm getting in the zone. And it's amazing. I love it so much.
1: You also put on Netflix too, right?
0: I will put on YouTube or Netflix as well. Um, but if it's a if it's a Netflix show it has to be live action if i've never seen it before otherwise i'll get too distracted by the visuals you guys might have heard me say i don't watch spider-verse as often as you think i do because i'm always working and if i watch it i will get distracted and so it's it's a very difficult relationship that i have um i want to study but i also can't you know just constantly not do work So it's a hard thing yeah it
1: has to be the right show sometimes when i'm working I find it helpful to put on a movie that I've seen 80,000 times. So I'll just mm-hmm. put on Dr. Strange and I'll just sit there and draw. And I find that helpful because somehow having that movie on, I don't know. It's like, it creates a workspace for me, if that makes any sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. And you know what else I like? They have this little tool where um, no matter what window you are using, you can click on this little thing and it'll just pull the tab out and you can draw on the side and have it like on your screen. It's really nice. Oh, I use that. I have it up in my Photoshop corner and I'm drawing like right there. It's awesome.
1: Here's another thing that I have found very necessary is to understand the difference between small tasks and deep work. And I really am bummed that I just don't have a lot of room for deep work but the deep work is the work that I enjoy the most because it's extremely demanding of my attention. If I'm, I don't know, making website updates, I can get up and walk away. That's not a big deal, but I've been working on this woodcut tutorial and I shoot it on two DSLR cameras and I have to manage the sound and the camera and the focus and the angle. I have to prepare the tutorial. It's a lot of work. And this is something I got to clear out two hours because I can't sit down and do this for 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, I I have a lot of things like that as well. Um, You know, especially when it comes to like editing a video or putting together a lecture for class, um, that takes a lot of my thinking, especially if I haven't taught the class before because I'm thinking, okay, how do I, you know, lead up properly to this class that we're going to have in four weeks and make sure I don't repeat the same information and and then for me, I'm doing a lot of character-focused classes. And so there's a lot of things that interla- overlap in different weeks. And so I'm like, week two, we're teaching it here. But week seven, we're teaching it here. And I have to like flip it around and all that stuff. It's just a lot.
1: Tell us in the chat, what's an example of deep work for you? I know sometimes for people, it has to do with media. If I were to sit down and do an oil painting, yes, I need to have deep work to really focus on that. It's just so many things to do. My anatomy lectures, I pretty much disappear for three hours because I have to immerse myself in all these diagrams and preparing the material and everything, or even something like this. So one of the rewards on our Patreon is an exclusive email newsletter that you get once a month. And these, I go deep because I want to say, okay, what's on my mind right now? How do I explain it in a way that's accessible to people? And this is one of those things where I sit down to write and before I know it, I've written two pages.
0: Man, yeah, I I think that it's such a beautiful thing to have that deep work session in, but the ch- challenging part is just putting, <laughs> putting it in, getting it in practice. Uh, I always struggle with that. And um, because there's so many distractions, especially on my phone. Like there are times I actually have to turn my phone off. And then every time I turn it back on, there's always like 20 calls. And it's like, you were supposed to turn this in, you were supposed to do it. And I get paranoid to do it again because of stuff like that. But it's really vital. It's really important for artists to get that in.
1: Amanda says, Deep Work is writing critiques for my high school students, writing it so they can understand. The thing is though, I really like writing. And I never thought about myself as a writer, especially in high school. I took honors English and stuff. I was pretty good at it. But I never saw writing as an enjoyable thing. But then, I mean, the way I started Art Prof was I was writing as the art professor on Huff Post for a long time. I was like, I really like this. It it just gives me another space for thinking. And so deep work tends to be the stuff that I, I just love. And I I think that's an important space to create because I'm just so distracted, Jordan. There's social media, there's Discord comments, there's staff interactions, I have to do website updates. It's like, it's really hard to just be in a place for longer than 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating for me too. Like, and obviously I don't have the same uh, role as you do when it comes to all all the things that our prof uh, takes in, but you know, having multiple gigs or jobs, teaching, and then doing freelance, and then our problem, and then YouTube, and then other personal stuff in my life. Like, it's, it's a lot to manage. And, um, you know, when all that stuff can just go off at any point, it's you really have to learn to find alternatives. And that's actually why I started waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning for a while, because I was able to get that time in, usually.
1: Lisa says some things are easy to dive in. Other tasks require deep focus, but it's hard to get there. It is. With the Woodcut tutorial, I kept writing notes for a long time, but it took me a while to get off my butt and set up the cameras for some reason. I mean, once the cameras were there, I was okay. But deep focus, it's hard to get there. I, I think sometimes me just jumping in the Discord and typing stuff, that's that's easy. I don't have to think twice about it. But deep work is hard.
0: Yeah. I Yeah, you guys have already said it. It's hard. I wish I could do it better. I'm learning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jane says, Would you define deep work as what gets you into the flow state or different? I think it's for me a task that requires my complete focus and I cannot be distracted. I mean, there's some days when I'm into the deep work and then one of my kids goes, Mommy, I'm thirsty. I'm like, <sighs> like <laughs> nothing drives me more crazy than the interruptions. And that's why, I mean, I've yet to figure out a solution. Because even when I'm like, don't bother me, they bother me anyway. And so, Jordan, for me, it's the interruptions that are really hard to
0: manage. Yeah, I, I think it's a little different for me because I don't have kids. Um, the, the the biggest distraction is occasionally Ace. Uh, who just came in i started petting him during the street <laughs> he just came in you, y'all couldn't see him unfortunately but you know actually speaking of writing when it comes to writing my shadow boxers project that's kind of how it is too and i have to find I, I have a combination of deep work and then the 15 minute intervals because i have it on google docs so i could just pull up anything when i'm walking down the street or something like that and it's always uh, <laughs> on
1: <There> he is.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: What's up, <buddy? laughs> Um, so I, I did not call him in here. He just, he just wants to hang, I guess. Um, but yeah, that deep work uh, can be really, really important for shadow boxers, especially, but I only get that so often.
1: Good point from Atta Girl. Deep work is something that takes time. So these woodcut tutorials while well, I'm doing one shot on two DSLR cameras. It's hours and hours of editing on premiere That is not something I can finish in a week. It takes me a long time. And so it's a project that paces itself differently. I feel like there's a lot of projects, a little here, a little there, it's fine. But I can't really do that for one of those tutorials. It's just too, too difficult. Roxas says, find it so hard to know when to use my time for practice, sketching, figure drawing, Use my time for work, actually drawing and finishing pieces, but both are important. Oh, it always, because some days I'm like, Clara, you, you got to get on social media. You got to do all these things. You got to write a post. You got to make this more visible. And then it's like, where's the space to do the work? I mean, do you fit in marketing somewhere, Jordan?
0: Marketing is probably the the skill that I have the least amount of skill in. <laughs> and like, like, I, I really got to get better at it. And um, yeah, we, you and I have had conversations about my uh, my marketing uh growth opportunities, let's say, and I'm so focused on just doing all the cool artwork for what it is that I want that, uh, you know, getting the right hashtags, posting regularly, it's just kind of secondary to me. And I want to be able to flip that around, but I, I struggle with that.
1: Registration is open for our upcoming March workshops. Registration is due Friday, February 24th. Yes. That's in the slide. Remember, Clara? (laughs) (laughs) We are offering how to get started with composition and thumbnails. How do I price my artwork? How do I find my art style? These workshops are three hours and you will work with me live in real time. And I'm having a blast. We just did the workshop on fantasy illustration and mushrooms. And oh my gosh, the work was so fun. I'm going to be posting some of that later today, but we will be doing Creature Design Lab. We will be doing collage and mixed media experiments. So I hope some of you can join us. It's 60 US dollars for three hours. And we're also doing marketing for artists without the cringe. (laughs) A Scarf and T, do you need to be at a certain experience level to join the workshops? Nope. We totally meet you where you're at. And to me, that's the funnest part of the workshop is that we do have people at all different levels and backgrounds and experiences. I think you learn more from a diverse group of people. So, yes, don't worry about your skill set. Jordan, what's going on with YouTube?
0: Well, unfortunately, I will not be doing a live stream tonight. I do have a YouTube channel. Called the Joe McFoshia. I would love for you all to subscribe if you haven't already. But I cannot compete with Rihanna in the Super Bowl, so that is why we're canceling it. As much as I love you guys, as much as I'm sure you guys love watching my my YouTube, I can't compete. So we'll see. I'll see you not next week, but the week after.
1: Please join us for a stage session in the Discord right after the stream. Meet us in the post live stream stage channel. That is where you get to talk to us on voice. So I hope you can make it because we have so much fun talking about all kinds of things. Join our Patreon group. This place is so much fun. Everybody, you get to have weekly voice sessions. You get to share your art. Deep D, me Jordan and Lauren are all accessible to you to chat on voice. I am there to give you critiques, help you boost your skills, get support It's such a fun place. And a lot of people come into the Patreon group and they go, oh my gosh, I didn't know how awesome it was in here. And so check it out. It's $20 a month. You get all kinds of great perks and resources. We also have services. You can buy an artist call, portfolio critique. We do statement editing. And this is brand new, personal art curriculums. Thank you to our top Patreon supporters. You all here oh man, you guys have stuck with us because we had a lot of people drop recently and I am even more grateful to all of you who are keeping the lights on. So thank you all. Visit ourprof.org. We have so much content on there that is not available on YouTube. Use the search bar. The site is gigantic. Just type whatever you want into the search bar and you will find it. It actually works very well. It's sort of amazing. ArtProf has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And subscribe to our channel for more tutorials, critiques, and business tips. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye!